You know, not to shit on your point, but in conclusion, eat a dick. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Bears and Brews podcast. Do you want to say who you are? Sure. Well, you didn't even say who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with Pam. No one needs to know who I am. <laughs> I'm Salome. I'm here with Pam. Hi, Pam. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I Better now. Better now that we are recording. I want to jump right in real quick um, and talk about a couple different uh, like admin-y type shit that's my favorite part of the podcast of any podcast is the admin okay go ahead so we are again recording in different locations uh we actually recorded we tried we just couldn't we couldn't stand the sight of each other no we we tried but no i came out last weekend to help you in your new house i don't know how much help i actually did but thank you so much help and we we were so excited to record in the same room. I brought Prosecco. We drank. We did the recording of this episode. It was delicious. We were together. Thank you. Anyway. You're welcome. Everything was great. And then I- It was super fun. It was a fun episode too. It was. Too bad no one's ever going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> pay us, Pay us like- a million dollars and we'll send it to you. Well, it doesn't matter because they wouldn't be able to decipher anything anyway. So we had fun. It was just that. Is that bad? It was a blast. I'll remember it forever. Well, yeah, I will too. We did have a lot of fun. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so last week was just absolute chaos. Um, I oh, it's nuts. did not feel good. You are doing some flooring and some remodeling of the new house while you're also living in it. I don't recommend that. Um, which that wasn't, our plan was to do it first and then move in, but just lots of things happened and yeah, it just, it didn't work out the way that we thought it would. And then I got a few additional injuries, which slowed me down a little bit. So just like lots of recovery and yeah, I think both of us just feeling a bit under the weather and terribly overwhelmed. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Thanks for being patient with us. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just full on anarchy. Like at some point, at some point, I felt for you so badly of just like, fucking hell, can, can like things just be good for her (laughs) or like not even be good for a while, just not, not have like one thing pile, just like all of these things pile, piles of shit on shit on shit on you. Yeah, I kept waiting for it to get better and it it had today. I finished a large amount of the project, so things are better. Things are looking up, but yeah, it just felt like, wow, can I, can I just breathe for a second? <laughs> yeah, I felt that for you. Yeah. So, but we'll see. The I have, I can I, I don't know if you can say this on the podcast. Just cut this off. I have my first day at a new job tomorrow. I'm starting a new job, um, but I have like paint in my hair. Why wouldn't you be able <laughs> to say that on the podcast? I don't know. I signed an NDA for my my office job. I, I did not. Uh, but yeah, I've got like paint in my hair. My nails are all 
effed up. Well, the good thing is you used to work at the same place, so everybody knows you. They already know that I look terrible, so it's fine. <laughs> they already know you're a walking train wreck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the expectations are low. No, I am very <laughs> They I'm so rewrote excited. the dress code when they rehired you. <laughs> no, I'm happy for you. Thank you. I got texts from a few of the people that I used to work with today uh, saying that they're really excited to work with me again and that they're so excited to see me this week. And that made me really happy. Uh, on to the bears. <laughs> or the brews. Are you drinking something? I am. But real quick, Fat Bear Week culminated last week with Grazer. Bear 128 and Grazer being the winner. Girl power. Is that who you were? Is that who you were rooting for? Um, After my man's 747 lost, yeah, I was going for Grazer. Oh, right. Oh, I hope he's doing okay. Well, and yeah, right. He's crushed. So um, I did want to share. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck is wrong with this? So we've talked before about Fat Bear Week. I talked a little bit with Charlotte on the show about it and then with you about it too, of how doing these kind of things um, gets people to care more, right? And yeah. and it's kind of sparks something. And, you know, Charlotte said on the show that she had never voted before. You guys I wish you would have been in our listeners. I wish you would have been in our group texts over the last few weeks. And Charlotte <laughs> said she had never participated before. She, she has become. She was into it. She was, she was texting more than me. Like, oh my gosh, she is, she is invested in Fat Bear Week now. And I am so glad. It was so fun seeing your messages. Oh, so glad. Um, but I did see when they announced the winner, I saw this comment on Facebook that I just wanted to, or sorry, on Instagram, on the Katmai National Park official um, Instagram. I, I just wanted to share it uh, because I think it encompasses a lot of why I want to be a tour guide and why I love talking about these things and why I love connecting people with nature. Obviously I did not connect this specific person with any kind of nature or whatever. She doesn't, she's not a listener. She doesn't know who we are, but know who the fuck we are. Uh, no, well I did get her permission to use this. So, um, she might be a listener now. Who knows? Uh, if so, welcome. Um, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so I, I just wanted to share this because it, it encompasses a lot of, aspects that I think being connected with nature and caring about wildlife and having these fun little competitions can do. So this was her comment on the Cat My National Park page when they announced that Grazer was the winner. So um, Coney Moo is her name on Instagram. Okay, so she says, this might sound crazy, but I recently lost a loved one and oh. Fat Bear Week gave me something to look forward to in those first few weeks after the loss. Oh. I have enjoyed reading the alliterative post daily and seeing everyone excitedly talking about their favorite fattest bear slash bears. Thank you to Cat My for everything you do. That's so sweet, I'm gonna cry. I can relate to that. But right, like I saw that and as a person who had a pretty mm -hmm. rough upbringing, animals and nature have always been very, very like meaningful and a big driver of a lot of things in my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just knowing that this this fun thing that everybody gets into, but it's also so important. And actually, I, uh, my mom was just asking me what I want for my birthday. And I was I couldn't think of anything. And I told her I wanted um, a bear. 
So Kat and I just started selling plushies, like a bear plushie with a salmon. What? Fuck that. That's adorable. <laughs> right? The Kat My Conservancy. And I was like, well, you can get me that. I mean, I don't, I couldn't really think of anything else. So can I send my Christmas list to your mom? Because she's adorable and I want a plushie now. She's so adorable. The problem is those plushies are sold out. They, I'm pretty sure they sold out the very first day. They How were many announced. did you buy? <laughs> I didn't buy any. <laughs> sure. I'm sad. Um, if anyone would like a plushie, though, they can message us on Instagram. <laughs> we have 8,500 of them. No. <laughs> Those sound adorable. I'm going to look up a picture. They are of it. so adorable. They're just, a, they're a fat bear with a salmon. And it's by the Cat My Conservancy. But they're sold out, so we're shit out of luck. Anyway, I wanted to share that comment from Coney Moo because. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my God. Sorry. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> just say that so loud. Everyone needs to go look at these catmyconservancy.org their little store uh it's 45 dollars. i don't even care Does it say it's this is a charming 15.5 inch eco-friendly and irresistibly huggable companion uh it says add to cart what and it even comes with its own sockeye salmon it's so cute and the proceeds go to the otis fund oh i don't i don't even usually buy stuff but this is so cute um, it looks like they're back in stock. It, it's letting me order one. I'm literally going to text my mom right now. Should I text her too? <laughs> <laughs> I literally just stepped away to text her. Okay. Because I can't, of course, buy my own. <laughs> okay. Aren't those so cute though? And, you know, any anything that brings awareness... And then goes to the Otis Fund. Absolutely. It's going to a good cause. It's fucking cute. Like, what else do you people want? I don't... God, I'm like mad when I drink. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm very happy right now. Yes. Okay. You are actually drinking. I'm so excited. What are you drinking? You brought this to me. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it's called. I haven't had... I've probably had... A couple ounces? What's a couple ounces of wine? You've probably had four ounces. Oh, okay. It feels like a lot. I don't – so I don't really drink that often, but you brought that amazing – was Prosecco? I did bring Prosecco, which we drank that bottle when we were recording this the first time. Yes, but it was, it was very nice because it had a very stressful day, and it was lovely to just relax for a minute and drink a little bit. Um, this is a pink – Moscato, a bubbly pink Moscato. Is that right? Yes. So it's like a sweet wine. It's amazing. I don't know why anyone would ever get anything else. Uh, <laughs> it's pink. It's beautiful. It has little <laughs> bubbles in it and it tastes like fruity and sweet. So it's like everything that I've ever wanted. I also successfully opened it. I am very proud of you for opening that on your own. Um, I'm My mom just texted back uh -huh. and all she wrote was cool. <laughs> So does that mean I have to buy Not my own ordered? <laughs> did you text? Wait, did you text her? Hang on. Did you text her? Hey, they're back in stock or they're back in stock. Can you order me one? Or were you just like, no, I said, I just said, cat, my plushies are back in stock. And her response, so she's like, uh, why are you telling me? 
I put a bunch of exclamation points, but her response just says cool with with no punctuation. So I don't know what that means. Uh, she already got me my birthday present, which is a new set of cross-country skis. I'm really excited to get back into that this winter. And <laughs> you sound like the most spoiled. I know, I know that you, so you are not a spoiled child and you've never been a spoiled child, but in this specific scenario when you're like, yeah, and I already got like, know what my Christmas present is. It's freaking cross country no, skis. Birthday, my birthday's in a few weeks. Oh, birthday. Sorry. That's right. I forgot about that. No. So yeah, I, I was never a spoiled child. I was never a spoiled human. I <laughs> pretty much raised myself. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. You had, um, I've always had to, um, scrapple my way to get anything I wanted. And uh, yeah, so my mom from time to time wants to spoil me and I'm a letter. It's adorable. It's so sweet. And yeah, she's amazing. I'm not just saying that because I also want a plushie. She really is amazing. I don't know if she, I know she listened to the very first episode. I don't know if she's listened to any since. I had to put it on her Spotify. Pam, what are you drinking? Okay, I today am drinking, it's from Ninkasi Brewing, which is in Eugene, Oregon, and they have like a, ooh, they have like a dinosaur line of bevies. So this one is the Velocihopter Guardian IPA. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a dinosaur podcast, maybe stay more on brand in the future, but that's cute. That is pretty cute. I actually got it. I was supposed to go hiking today in Yellowstone. And because I'm just a hot mess lately, I could not sleep. And actually, one of the other girls, when I texted her early this morning uh, to see if she was cool with bailing, she said she like hardly slept at all last night, too. So I didn't really want to do like eight miles of hiking in Yellowstone on 45 minutes of sleep, uh, even though I'm running out of weekends. Yeah, but I bought this to be a summit beer when we got to the waterfall, and I was like, beer. "Okay, I'll just drink it for the up." Yeah, yeah, couch beer, up beer. If you guys can hear something weird in the background, it's one of my dogs drinking water. <laughs> uh, okay, should we get into? Oh yeah, uh, our reason for being here, which is bears. The bears. What are we talking? Dinosaurs. Oh, I, we got to do a bear fact of the day. <laughs> we are all over the place. <laughs> Today's bear fact is that black bears, American black bears, are more closely related to Asiatic black bears and sun bears than they are the other North American bears, which are grizzly brown bear and polar bears. So remind me, sun bears are the ones, <laughs> the ones where it's like people wearing bear suits, right? Those are sun bears? Yes. Uh, Okay, so uh, black bears. We're talking black bears today. We very quickly discussed black bears in our very first episode. Uh, But one thing I do want to talk about is they have one of the widest distributions of any large mammal on the continent. Oh, yeah. You're talking about how they go far north, like they're in Alaska and Canada, but also as far south as like, is it Arizona? Northern Mexico. Northern, oh, northern Mexico. Okay. So huge range. Yeah. So there are bears in, there's black bears in Arizona and New Mexico. They go all the way down to the northern part of the country, Mexico. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So they are, they can kind of be found almost all over. There's only about nine states that they don't have 
a permanent slash breeding population in. So there's about 900,000 of them estimated. Jeez. So almost a million. Wow. And do you do you remember which state has the most? So I was going to guess Alaska because Alaska is huge. But I was thinking that was more like brown bears. So I don't think it's going to be Alaska. Is it like California or like Michigan or some shit? Um, California is one of the ones that has the most. Uh, it, it is actually Alaska. Oh, God. <laughs> and they have a shitload. They have 100,000 black bears. Jeez. So they have over 10% of all of the black bears on the continent are in Alaska. I just opened another beer if anybody heard that. <laughs> just me pushing the sound effects on my keyboard. <laughs> right. So um, the other states that have the most in lower 48 are California, like you said, Maine, Oregon, Washington, Florida. and Idaho. No. No, Florida actually. Idaho. Yeah, we have about 30,000 here in Idaho. Uh, Florida has, so there's 16 subspecies of black bears. Mm -hmm. And one of the subspecies in Flo is in Florida. And they only have about 4,500. But their subspecies and Louisiana subspecies are on the endangered species list. The rest of the black bears aren't. They are like of least concern. They're super adaptable. They're everywhere. Uh, but the ones in Louisiana and Florida are on the endangered species list. Sad. Oh, that's so sad. And, and you know, they one of the reasons why they're found all over is because they are so adaptable. So they prefer like woodsy habitats and forests, but, you know, rocky mountainous regions, swamps, grasslands, even desert. Beaches. Even in like that deserty Southern Utah area, they have black bears. Oh, really? But another thing too, is they have a really wide variety of diet. So, you know, we've talked before how most bears are, omnivorous and say uh, black bears are no different and they will eat damn near anything they're like the bear version of raccoons <laughs> that's adorable i love that yeah uh they love insects they love uh fruit um they will eat meat when given the opportunity so there was i think it was last year yeah so last summer in Yellowstone at this very, very popular spot, there was an elk calf and there were a bunch of tourists around and this black bear just fucking yeeted himself in there and killed <gasps> this elk calf on the stairs, oh. on the actual steps of this water, where you go look at this waterfall. And they had to close the whole area off and stuff like that. So they will prey on other mammals. It, it, it's more of an opportunistic thing though. It's not like wolves where they're going out, you know, looking around specifically for that. Yeah. Uh, if the opportunity prevents itself, then they will, they will definitely take it. Gotcha. That makes sense. But they are very important for like different kind of insect control and seed dispersal. So this time of year in the fall when they're in hyperphagia, that just means they are trying to eat everything they can before hibernation. Oh. And I'm pretty sure we talked about it before, but there's a hormone that usually gets released when you start to feel full. And that switches off this time of year for bears. So they are just packing on the pounds. 
black bears, despite the name, can be a ton of variation of color. So they can be like that dark, shiny black. They can be brown. They can be cinnamon. Uh, they can be blonde. Uh, there's actually a one called a glacier blue, which is, it's like a blue black or like a gray blue. I've never seen one of those. I saw a shitload of black bears when I moved down to lower 48 from Alaska, uh, on the drive down, we saw just like tons and tons and tons, but I didn't see any of those glacier blues, but in Canada, they also have those white spirit bears or kermode bears. Oh, I want to talk about those. We're going to talk about those, right? Yeah, they they're gonna have their whole epi- uh, uh, their own episode, and we have a special guest for that episode. What to be revealed at a later time? So yeah, so they can be all those different variations, but most of the ones in the east and the south are usually almost always black. Most of the ones out here in the west, up through Canada, and even into Alaska, they can be uh, the cinnamon, the blonde, lighter color brown. I saw one last summer; is the coolest color on a black bear i've ever seen i saw it in the tetons i found out later it's a it's a known bear it's a tagged male can't remember his number but um his face was like cinnamon and his body was blonde (gasps) and i've never seen a black bear with that color scheme before it was he was really cute oh my god it was so cute he was like underneath a waterfall just like eating berries on the side of the hill and i just got to watch him by myself for almost an hour nobody stopped i had my scope out all that stuff nobody stopped to see what i was looking at and i just got to watch him like forage for his meal with like the waterfall in the background it was just great he was so cute (laughs) it sounds freaking adorable but yeah so you know, they're smaller than grizzly bears. So let's talk real quick about some of the differences. So black bears are usually only about three feet tall at the shoulder. And and honestly, grizzly bears at their shoulder aren't too much taller than that, maybe four-ish. Um, but black bears in general are usually only about 90 to 500 pounds. Wow. Um, which well, is, like, you know. In some ways seems small and in some ways seems really, really big. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I mean, small for a bear, but big enough to kill you pretty easily. Oh yeah, if they want. Like it, yeah, it, like seems like terrifying, but also like I just I don't know. I'm just always surprised when you mention sizes. It's just never at all what I expect. Somehow. Yeah. Well, it's all <laughs> relative, right? Like the largest black bear was about 900 pounds, which that's big for a grizzly wow. in this area. Yeah. It's not big for a cat, my grizzly or cat, my brown bear. Sorry. Uh, but it's big for a grizzly around here, and it's way fucking big for a black bear. Oh, for sure. So they have smaller claws than grizzlies, uh, which are better for tree climbing. So their claws are only like two to three inches long. Um, they don't have that big hump on the shoulders that grizzly bears have. Part of that is because of those claws. So remember, grizzly claws are super long to dig. Oh, yeah, like huge like like five or six inches or something yeah like basically like your fingers or longer jeez yeah and that's what that big hump is for too right that grizzlies have but black bears don't have um that big hump of muscle they also have like a (laughs) a longer angular muzzle so do you remember in the um grizzly episode we were talking about the dish satellite dish shaped face yes (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that. It's so apt. It really is. It is. So I was trying to think of like how to describe a black bears a little bit better. And all I could think of was a traffic cone. Oh, <laughs> there's not as much like grizzlies have that stop. So basically that's where like their forehead dips down before their nose starts. Uh-huh. But black bears, it's kind of uh, a, like a smooth angled. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of a traffic cone. I don't know why. <laughs> I think that's appropriate. I love that. It's so silly. <laughs> so another, the last kind of big way to really tell them apart is their ears. Um, black bears tend to have like taller, pointier ears than grizzlies. Again, so that, that's relative. Uh, if you look at like a German shepherd versus a black bear, <laughs> the black bear's ears aren't going to seem as tall and pointy. But if you compare them to a grizzly's, they will, you know, we posted that meme for that microbrewing. Grizzly bear ears are pretty rounded on top and smaller. They're so cute. They're the really pinchable ones, right, Pam? They're all pinchable. What are you talking about? <laughs> the super pinchable? Super pinchable. <laughs> so just like, just like grizzlies, they're mostly solitary except when they're breeding or a sow with cubs. And just like grizzlies, they mate in early summer. And they go through that delayed implantation. And actually, I attended a seminar a few weeks ago about that, um, that Montana Fish and Wildlife was putting on. Um, And I learned something new about that. So that's going to be on Friday's microbrewing. I'm going to talk about that. So make sure you guys tune in then uh, for a little bit more about delayed implantation and a couple other interesting questions we've gotten. But something really cool about black bears, so two things. So male, the the boars, they don't help raise the cubs at all, just like with grizzlies, right? They just hit it and quit it. They're out. But <laughs> Wait, you said that. It's a professional way to describe it. Super professional. Um, but what they will do is they'll stay not necessarily in the same area, but pretty close. And they will actually like chase away other kind of predators and keep them away. So coyotes, uh, other boars, that kind of thing to keep their cubs safe. That is so cool. So even though they're not maybe there hundred percent, they're still, you know. Yeah. I mean, they're not even close. Um, We're talking, you know, (laughs) distance away, but they will, help keep those away when they know there's like a sow with their cubs in the area or the sow they mated with last year, they will actively almost, and obviously not entirely, but they will create almost like a buffer zone to help their cubs Mm -hmm. survive. That is so cool. I love that. Um, One of the differences though with black and grizzly bears is black bears usually only keep their cubs for one full summer. So they will kick them out on their own when they're about a year and a half old versus grizzlies who keep them to about two and a half. Oh, wow. So way, way shorter. I'm surprised. But yeah, after, you know, after their first full summer, they will usually kick them out the next mating season, which is usually June. So the cubs will be a year and a half because they're born uh, late January, sometimes early February in the dens. And actually, black bears can have up to five cubs at once, which is crazy. They usually have two or three. Jeez, I can't even imagine. 
I know. And they're only like a pound when they're born. So another cool thing about black bears, as opposed to grizzly bears, um, I talked about with Charlotte, how they will kind of dig out their own dens, but black bears will den in hollowed out trees, mostly because they can fit. (laughs) Grizzlies usually wouldn't fit. Um, And then like in Lake Tahoe and stuff, they will actually den underneath houses and cabins. What? Like under the, like just like dig under? The cabin? Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. Because a lot of them are on like a raised kind of platform. They're not like on slab and most of them don't have basements. Oh, okay. That's yeah. so scary. So they'll though. like – I know. Can you imagine like you're just walking around your house and you know there's a bear sleeping underneath? <laughs> and there's a there's like a special department that will come haze them away, but there's still plenty that do that. Because if you think about in Lake Tahoe – how many? Of the, I mean, Lake Tahoe's big in winter too, but I'm sure there's a shitload of cabins that don't get used in winter. Aww. Just donate your under cabin space to a bear. I guess then they get used to it, though. That- well, that's what I'm saying because like you wouldn't even know that a bear is there unless they're there using their cabin, and some of them you probably can't even get to in the winter. Another thing, we need to do a cocaine bear episode. <laughs> they're gonna say we need to do cocaine. I was like, no, sorry. Okay, I was going to ask you about cocaine bear, but I guess that's a, a topic for another time. But I was, yeah, I was curious about that. It is based on a true story. Um, it's a sad true story, but it is real. Aww. The bear, you know, there was a bear that got blitzed out of his mind on cocaine, Aww. which I don't recommend. That's sad. All right, so the main thing that I really want to talk about with black bears was their predation on humans. Yes. And I want to really bring this up because I touched on it with Charlotte, you know, when in the mountain lion episode when she uh, said, oh, you know, I think out of, you know, grizzlies or black bears or mountain lions, mountain lions are the most dangerous. And I made the comment that out of those three – a black bear is the one that is more likely to actually prey on humans. And I think that surprised Charlotte, but I think that surprises a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. I would think grizzlies. I, I did read recently that um, that mountain lions really don't want anything to do with us. For the mo- Honestly, if I was a wild animal and I had the option of not being around people... I really wouldn't be around people, <laughs> but are you kidding they, me? Uh, I'm not a wild animal and I take that stance, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, uh, yeah, I think it, it was something about how they just really, really just want to stay away that we freak them out and they're not comfortable around us, which makes sense. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised black bears. I, again, I would have thought brown bears, I guess. So there's some caveats, right? So, when when I talk about if I talk about like aggression or aggressive behaviors, I am not talking about a personality trait. I'm talking about a descriptor for a group of behaviors, right? That would be perceived as aggressive. So with bears, we have defensive where they they just want to make sure you're not a threat. And then we have predatory, which is where they literally see you as the prey. So they're not coming after your cliff bar in your bag. They're not just curious as to what you are. You know, they're not coming after the cliff bar because cliff bars are gross. It depends on the kind. I'm going to actually go over some statistics. But if we look at attacks 
or fatalities, not just attacks, fatalities uh-huh. on humans. Uh, I've I've gotten some numbers for a couple of the main predators in North America that I want to talk about. But since 1900, there have been about 73 human fatalities from black bears. And I say about because this is, you know, from the information that I have sourced, but I'm sure there could be more or less depending on each jurisdictions reporting or the situation, whatever. So about 73 in North America and from grizzlies, there's been about 90. Wow. In North America. So not much more, um, not much more fatalities from grizzlies than black bears. But here's the difference in black bear fatalities since 1900, almost 90% of those were predatory. Wow. I'm surprised by that. So meaning in nine out of 10 cases of a black bear killing a human, it has been a hundred percent intentional and seen them as food. So they're actually preying on humans 90% of the time, almost 90% of the time. That's a high fucking number. Yeah. In grizzlies, it's less than half. So you have 90% versus less than half. And and actually in grizzlies, it's it's honestly more like five to 10% are actually predatory. So it's almost like inverse of those percentages. That's crazy. Yeah, I did not think that that would be the case. Yeah, so most grizzly like attacks or aggressive behaviors are defensive. The thing is, grizzlies are so fucking big. They do so much damage. I mean, any bear can do a shitload of damage, right? But with grizzlies, with um, with the way they've evolved, which we've talked about before, grizzlies have had to have more aggressive behaviors to defend themselves than black bears because black bears evolved in those very densely forested areas where they could climb trees and get away from threats. Whereas grizzlies had to... You know, they were a lot more of that open landscape and they had to neutralize the threat and show more of those aggressive behaviors to make sure they were safe. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So with so with those black bear attacks, right? So with that 88% that was predatory, of that, over 90% of those were boars, were male bears. And if you look at grizzly attacks in about 70% of those defensive attacks are sows with cubs. But I guess my point is, if you get attacked by, if you have physical contact with a black bear, that is more likely to be a predatory incident than if you were to have physical contact with a brown bear. Yep. That makes sense. And less than, with black bears in particular, less than one human per year is killed. Very, very few. Very few, especially because in the U.S., guess how many human bear conflicts there are in the U.S. each year? By any bear? Black bears. Oh, black bears. for, that result in a kill? No, just. Or, oh, just black bears and just conflicts between them. How many conflicts with black bears per year are there in the U.S.? Not Canada, just the U.S. Couple hundred? 25,000. Jeez. I want to define conflict a little bit because that could be a bears out in your trash. It doesn't mean, 
you know, you ran into it on the trip. Yeah, You're exactly. fighting a bear. Yeah. It could just be, or like, oh, I saw, you know, this bear walked by me on a trail. Like basically where they're in close, they're either in close proximity or in actual conflict, like a bear ate one of your chickens or something like that. So less than one human a year is killed, but guess how many bears are killed? Oh no, it's going to be a lot, isn't it? I don't want to know. Yeah, over a thousand. Uh, why? And that's just black. We're just talking black bears now. Oh. Well, and here's the thing, right? So you have 25,000 human bear conflicts a year, human black bear conflicts in the U.S. And you have a thousand, over a thousand black bears killed because of those conflicts. Mm-hmm. If you look at Canada, they kill half as many a year. They kill fi- about 500 black bears a year. They have... 450,000 human black bear conflicts a year. Jesus. I said about 73 human fatalities from black bears in North America since Uh 1900. There's been about 90 from grizzlies since 1900. So how many do you think are from mountain lions? Um... Because I I just want to bring this up because the last main episode, last two main episodes were mountain lions and... You know, I want to just have some good comparison here because I don't even know. I can't even. I've been so far off with all of my guesses. <laughs> but here's why. Here's why I don't. And and I think it's worth noting. You don't know any of this shit before we start. Like you don't have access to my notes. <laughs> like, for, like we are not staging this, you guys. Uh, I don't research this. I'm just coming into it blind. But that's the point. Like, that's what I want. That's what I'm going for because... It makes you look smarter. (laughs) I think you represent more of the general public view of wildlife. Not view, but like uh, interpretation of wildlife. Yeah, and knowledge, level of knowledge. Yeah, and so I think it's a good... I think it's a good dynamic. And that's that's why... you hardly know the topic before we start. Like, I really don't tell you a lot until we're, like, getting ready to record. Like, oh, hey, I want to do an extra microbrewing. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I like that because these are the type of comments and questions and things that come up that, that like, are representative of the majority of people. Do you know what I mean? So my guess is, like, 100 million <laughs> 28 20 oh 28 like two digits 28 yeah yeah that's way fewer i don't know i i along with charlotte I, f- I feel like a lot of us got this impression that mountain lions were maybe a lot more aggressive or a lot more dangerous than they really are in the last few years yeah i think once if you get in an altercation with one you're pretty fucked but the chances of that are really really low because again, they just want nothing to do with us. They oh they don't. They want to hide away from us. I mean, I've said it before. Uh, there's probably been dozens that have seen me, and I've only ever seen one in my entire life, one wild one. So, uh, okay. Last thing before I talk a little bit about some of the threats. Mm-hmm. Um, how many human fatalities do you think there have been in North America? Stop asking me questions. <laughs> uh, from wolves. How many fatalities? Yes, wolves in North America since 1900. Oh, shit. Sorry, you did say that. I think I'm feeling the alcohol a little bit. Um, woohoo. <laughs> 
Uh, like, look, we never claim to be professional. We're a fucking shit show. So everybody get drunk with us. <laughs> like 40? Oh, so you think more than cougars. Why did you say it in such a judgmental way? Oh, so you think more than cougars. Sorry, I meant it in a surprised way. No, um, it's a, it's single digits. It's nine. So why the hell is everybody so up in arms about wolves? Oh, we'll get into that. That's that's going to be a two or three parter. Four parter. I'm calling it. It's going to be a lot parter. <laughs> it's just going to be a whole year of wolf episodes. So buckle in. No, there is actually a really awesome podcast about wolves called The Wolf Connection. I uh, highly recommend everybody check it out. Oh, it's not sponsored. Who the hell would sponsor us? <laughs> that being said, if anybody wants to sponsor us, I'll drink your beer. Uh, so the biggest threat to black bears, um, you know, normally we'll say humans and climate change. Climate change is a threat to everything. But the biggest thing with black bears is humans, and in particular, human trash. Garbage, uh, pet food, bird feeders, fruit trees. Oh, I hadn't thought about feeders. Yep, they love bird feeders. Um, the Wildlife Conservation Society found that in the Lake Tahoe Basin, the bears will actually drastically change their behavior and they'll even forego hibernation if they have continued access to trash. Oh, no. That's a huge... And it gets cold up there. It fucking snows a ton up there. Yeah. I've driven through that in winter. I've snowboarded there in winter. It's winter. And... They they will forego hibernation to get into trash. Oh, sad. Sad, but the good news is that study, which is in our show notes, resulted in a lot of bear-resistant dumpster laws in Nevada and California because Lake Tahoe is in both. It's right. Uh, the border kind of runs through it. Oh, right. Um, so, yeah. So some good bear-resistant dumpster laws uh, that have come from things like that good that's good at black bears in that area as well as like the smokies and in some parts of colorado they've actually learned how to open car doors from the outside they're not good at getting back out though <laughs> so they will destroy an inside of a vehicle oh so if you're traveling in those areas especially the smokies anywhere around there it's very important secure all your mm -hmm. trash any food attractants, lock your car doors. Even if you're just at your cabin in the woods, we're not locking it to keep, we're not locking it to keep thieves out. We're locking it to keep bears, bears out. Makes sense. And actually, uh, I went out with this guy in Denver and his sister has a cabin up around like Boulder or something like that. Anyway, he was showing me this video that she took. A black bear had gotten into their car outside of their residence and they took like a coat hanger with like an extension cord wrapped around it. And they put the coat hanger around the door, the outside door handle of the car, and then used the extension cord to get far away and like pulled it to open the car door to get the bear out of their car. Oh no. Wow. That's creative. That would be such a scary situation. Yeah. And they'll just destroy it for sure. And, you know, we've said before a fed bear is a dead bear. Mm -hmm. Bears are, they have the largest uh, brain size per body mass of any carnivore on earth. 
So they are very smart. It literally only takes one time for them to learn where a food source is. So when we say a fed bear is a dead bear, I'm literally dead serious about that. Um, You know, one reason why climate change isn't as big of a threat to them is because they are so adaptable. So their ranges can be anywhere from like one to 25 square miles versus a grizzly who can be up to several hundred. And they require a lot more of those specific landscapes that we've talked about before. So Mm -hmm. black bears kind of, you know, roll with it a lot better. Like I said, they're, they're the raccoons of the bear world. And, you know, their, their range and their adaptability really kind of shows that. So obviously climate change is a threat to literally everything, but not as big of a threat to black bears as it is to grizzly bears. Makes sense. Yeah. That's black bears. That's what I got for black bears. (laughs) They're amazing. I think that's what I say after all of them, though, is just they're amazing because they are. (laughs) <laughs> we need to treat them with the respect and reverence that we do any other wildlife. I like to say all the time that, oh, I'm not as afraid of them. They're sissies, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, if you run into one on a trail, the likelihood is they're going to run off. But you also need to be aware and accepting and prepared for what they are able to do. Yeah. Well, part of me wonders, like, if there are so many encounters, I guess negative encounters uh, with black bears, um, if part of that is people not taking them as seriously as they should, if that makes sense. Well, those aren't even negative encounters. That could just be a black bear ate some apples off my tree in Connecticut, right? That's just any time we bump up against them or they bump up against us. So, You know, the fact that there are so few injuries and fatalities says a lot about how much black bears want to fuck with us, which is generally not at all. Like, they are just like, no, I'm going to go over here. Bye. Yeah. So, but they are very important, as is every other, you know, living creature. They are important to the ecosystem, even mosquitoes. Oh, God, our friend, Amelia is um she's an entomologist entomologist that's right she's a professor and an entomologist and you know she has even taught me the value of mosquitoes so uh, if we can if we can see how mosquitoes are beneficial i think you know we can try to see how yeah i think we asked her at one point like mosquitoes and wasps like what what's going on there. And she enlightened us. She's yeah. Very, very knowledgeable. Yeah. She's awesome. And hilarious. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So that's what I got for black bears. Thanks everybody for bearing, bearing with us last week. (laughs) I literally Uh didn't even do that on purpose. Mm -hmm. Again, we would really, really appreciate it. If you guys would share, um, rate us on your podcast platform that you're listening to this on review and subscribe, uh, download, like us on all the socials. I love just talking about all this kind of shit. So whatever you guys got, give it to us. Bears and Brews podcast at gmail.com. And I want to thank Christian Mills for our wonderful music. 
So um, thanks, everyone, and look for the next Micro Bruin on Friday and then the next full app next Monday. Bye, everyone. Bye.